Hi, and welcome to Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we are dedicated to waste reduction efforts, both big and small. I'm Biz, and in this episode, I chat with Emma. Emma is one of Waste Free Edmonton's dedicated volunteers. She runs a waste awareness program at schools and is also a mom herself. Since school just started, I thought we'd chat about living a low-waste lifestyle with kids. Hi, Emma. Thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing really well. So you are a member of Waste Free Edmonton. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your role there? Yeah, absolutely. So I am one of the members of the board, and I'm also the school program manager. So I manage a team of about four volunteers, and uh, we worked really hard last year, put together an awesome in-school presentation, and we're visiting uh, elementary Division two classrooms and junior high classrooms to educate them on single-use plastic waste. That's awesome. What kind of fun mm. activities do you do with the kids? So the presentation is about an hour long, and most of what it focuses on is the why um, and trying to move away from this disposable culture. So we talk a lot about the impact of single-use plastic waste in particular on waterways and wildlife, on human health, and on the environment. Do you get to do field trips and stuff with the kids? Yeah, so we would go into classrooms and spend about an hour with the students, um, but with covid on the loom here, we're not too sure just yet what our school program will look like for 2020. I think we're kind of waiting to see how the dust settles, if kids are really going to be going back, um, or if things are kind of trending to more virtual. I know my stepson, for example, there's a couple different options going on with his school right now. So it's it's tough to move forward until we have a better idea of what school is going to look like in 2020. That's fair. Do you think you'll actually be able to go into the classrooms or... Would you be able to do virtual? Uh, we're playing around with the idea of virtual right now and seeing what what work would have to go in to make that happen. Well, that's fun, as long as you can still do all the different things. I hope so. It's a great message. We want to get it out there. So, Are there any other programs within the schools that either the schools do or you have helped initiate? So that's, yeah, I can't really expand on that. Like anything more that the schools do is on the school. So I know there, I know there's solar panels now, screens inside that explain to their students, like how they're creating energy and how much of their school is powered by that energy. But that's all, like we just do one hour presentations. Right. Well, you have a perspective on waste that I simply can't offer. And that is that you have kids of your own. So I have one stepson who is coming on 10 years old. And for the most part, he's been pretty great at helping out with a lower waste lifestyle. Um, it can be a, a bit sticky because I have different values than dad. And I know at mom's house, there are different values still. So there's been lots of compromise and it's a huge learning curve. And we're all just trying to be as kind and flexible with each other as we can be. Do you find it really difficult to transfer between habits in one house versus the other? Yeah, I think that... Um, consistency is such a big thing with parenting. So he kind of falls into his routines at his mom's and his routines here. And we try to work together as much as possible. But ultimately, we don't dictate what that looks like over there. And she doesn't dictate what it looks like over here. So um, for the most part, like I know we'll send him to school with 
containers and his lunch and she'll have them too. So those often go back and forth. So there is lots of working together in that way. But then, of course, you know, the little go missing at this house and then this will go missing at that house. So there's a whole other host of hurdles that come. Of course. So school has just started again. And I imagine that there are some unique struggles that come with that to try to stay low waste. What would you say is the biggest hurdle when it comes to school? I would say the things that are not in your control. Like there's so much that we can do our best with and, you know, teach and empower our kids. But ultimately the way that their school functions is kind of out of our hands. I know I was speaking to another parent who was having a hard time because before COVID even, they had a little one at a preschool where all of the snacks had to be manufactured and and like prepackaged. Like you couldn't cut up apple slices and send them in a reusable bag. What? Why? Um, Yeah. It it was the daycare's rule. That's bizarre. You can't send your kid to school with an apple? Yeah, well, I don't, I think if it was a whole apple, but like you couldn't, like, for example, you couldn't bake cookies, it would have to be like a bear paw that's in a sealed bag. Bizarre. Yeah, unless you had like restaurant standard, I think there was one, one person who's sending their child who owned a restaurant or a bakery or something like that. So because they had the certificates and stuff in order, they were able to, but yeah, for the most part, like, it was just a, yeah. A really, I think, silly rule. No doubt. To regulate snack time. Huh. Um, But yeah, so I would say some of the biggest hurdles are definitely the things that are not in your control. So if there are rules about um, the types of snacks that you're able to bring, about if your materials need to be, you know, this color or this make or whatever the case may be. I know lots of supply lists, for example, are really particular, which makes it harder to reuse materials from the previous year or... Um, even purchase reused material. Okay. So let's talk about lunches a little bit more. How do you keep your lunch waste down? Uh, So I think this will be really different with every family. I know for us, the most waste that comes home from lunches is food that doesn't get eaten. Whereas I know for some people, it might be the packaging that their food is coming in. So I know my stepson, for example, is pretty particular about leftovers. And if they're sitting in his lunch kit for so long, he won't be interested in eating them. Or if it was leftover food from the night before, sometimes he's not interested. So that really comes down to personal preference. So we've tried to kind of work around the amount of waste that is created by empowering him to pack his own lunches. And generally when he does that, there is less food that gets thrown out at the end of the day. Oh, that's awesome. That kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, right? But uh, I think... The biggest thing with lunches for reducing your waste is to do a little audit and check in with yourself and look at what is being thrown out. So maybe having kids, instead of throwing their garbage in the garbage at school or their recyclables in the recycling, just have them bring whatever garbage home with them in their kits and just have a look at what is being thrown out. Is it single-use plastic packaging? Is it as a block baggie? Is it, are you packing too much food and it's not getting eaten? So everybody will have different answers to that question. So the best thing you can do is just check in with yourself and see what waste is being created. And what strategies do you use to try to keep the plastic packaging and stuff down? We use reusable containers. Um, with those, you don't need to go out and like buy fancy new ones. It doesn't have to be new for every school year. Just using what you have on hand is really great. As ours either are 
getting lost or used for other things. I've tried to keep mostly the same containers just so that they stack really easily inside each other in the cupboards. I know for sure that they fit in his lunch kit so you don't have this big lumpy uh, zipper on one side that can't quite close because it's maybe a bit too tall. So just really knowing what what you have, what you need. I know some of the things that work really well are I had some kids coming to one of my art camps last summer and they had these little stainless steel bento boxes that had all separate compartments, mm-hmm. which was great and worked well for that family. But I've never invested in one of those. And we've always made you with, with just the little reusable containers we already have on hand. Yeah, I know. I really like that all of my containers are basically all, they're all the same brand. And so mm-hmm. even if they're not all the same shape, they usually stack still because they're kind of meant to work together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's way nicer to keep it all organized in the cupboard and everything mm-hmm. when they all match. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is um, teaching them to care for their stuff. Like we used to send um, just like one of our kitchen spoons to school for if he, I don't know, had applesauce or soup or whatever it was, if you needed a spoon. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure parents everywhere know what I'm talking about when all of a sudden they only have two spoons in their cutlery drawer. (laughs) (laughs) They just go missing. But we have one, we actually got it from a cereal box where you buy, I think, like two boxes and then you send it in and they'll engrave your name on it. So this spoon was super special to him. It had his name. He's a pretty unique name, so you can't buy stuff with his name on it the way you can buy stuff that now says Emma, for example, is mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, so he really, really adored and cared for this. And it every time we pack it, it comes back. So if we're teaching them to care for their things or um, empowering them to be responsible for something that's theirs, they'll generally do a really good job of taking care of it. That's a great idea. Make it really special and then they won't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else with school that you find that you do have control over? How we get to school, we would also have control over. So I know mornings can kind of be a mad dash. Sometimes carpooling might be something that does work if you have other kids in the neighborhood. Sometimes it's not really an option. Biking is a great alternative. We've been working really hard this summer to really empower my stepson to see biking not just as, you know, an activity or a hobby or something for adventuring, but as an actual mode of transportation as well. Um, So hopefully that's something that will continue into the school year. I know quite a few of his friends have walking buddies. They kind of walk home together and the group gets smaller and smaller (laughs) as you go, but they, they look out for each other. So if that's a possibility and you're in a neighborhood where you feel safe with that. Um, like there's so many, so many ways that we can reduce our waste. That's another one for sure. Yeah, I remember walking to school when I was a kid. I was the youngest though, so I always had my siblings to, to go with. Yeah, it's definitely more fun with some buddies. Yeah. Um, what else? The other thing is, and this kind of goes back to the same, the same thing with caring for things. I think we're kind of so ingrained with this disposable culture like oh if something breaks I'll get a new one or oh if this tears I'll get a new one or they'll you know write one word on a paper and if it's felt wrong they might just rip it up and start all over again so this idea of not disposing of something right away even though that might be you know your initial reaction is to just get rid of it to really repair things first and care for them and if you can like make a cover for something to help it last a little bit longer or if something breaks fix it rather than replace it yeah for sure Um, Is there anything, any tips or tricks for how to get kids on board with low waste? There are so many reasons to lower your waste. And I think different people 
different reasons will resonate with different people. So I know, for example, when we're doing our in-school presentation, often with the elementary school kids, when we start talking about how single-use plastics impact wildlife, that's a really big eye-opener for them and seeing all of the plastic pollution out there. So um, really educating them, like education is such a powerful tool. And if they have a why and it's not, oh, I'm not allowed to have a Slurpee anymore because it comes in a plastic cup, like that can be a bit of a downer. But when we look at what what's happening with those lids, what's happening with those straws, and we can maybe empower them to bring their own cups or their own straws. I know right now, uh, lots of places still aren't accepting your own cups with COVID, but I know the, the guys just went the other day and got them in reusable cups, which we do already have some of, but I know we'll continue to reuse these ones. We always bring our own straws. Um, so just finding workarounds. Like it's not to say you can't enjoy things, but remind yourself of why you're saying no to those things and see if there's a solution to that problem that will still allow you to enjoy all the things you want to enjoy, but without having those negative impacts on whether it's the environment, your own health, on wildlife, what, whatever the why is for you. Yeah, why is so important. There's, there's so many reasons, and I'm sure everyone could find something that they could relate to. Yeah, there's no one reason. And hopefully COVID will eventually be over and we can get back to reusables again, because that's definitely been my biggest struggle over the last few months. Yeah, even in our house, like there's been a huge increase in especially groceries, plastic packaging. And there are some things I'm so grateful we have our garden right now. So like cucumbers, I can only ever find in the store wrapped in plastic. So, mm-hmm. And he'll often come out in the garden with us, so encouraging them to participate in other activities that maybe can support a lower waste lifestyle can be another way to encourage that thinking. But yeah, they're, they're, I just feel like it's been more unavoidable than usual lately. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you'd like to add to tell all the moms out there trying to be a little greener? Yes, be flexible. Don't be too hard on yourself. I know with my journey in creating less waste, it started with just one thing. Coffee cups, disposable coffee cups were the first thing I stopped using. And then when I realized how easy that was, next thing you know, you're not using plastic bags, you're not using plastic straws. So just focus on one thing would be my biggest tip. Don't feel like you need to do it all at once. And model your values. Like if your kids see you making more sustainable decisions, they'll be more empowered to make those as well. Yeah, I just, I think, I think that our kids can learn so much from trying to create less waste, even if it is just caring for, say they have their reusable container that they use in their lunch every day. If we're teaching them to care for that, you know, they're caring for their environment. We're teaching them that their actions make a difference. So and that their choices matter. So hopefully that's a really empowering message for them. And we're showing them how to live their values and that you your actions support the things that you believe in. So I think there really is a lot to gain from encouraging your children to create less waste and finding all of the little micro lessons that are kind of hidden away in there as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk to you soon at the next Waste for Edmonton meetup. Absolutely. We'll see you then. Cool. Thanks, Emma. Take care, Biz. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or corrections, because I love being right, so let me know if I'm not, we would love to hear from you at becominglesspod at gmail.com. 
Be sure to follow us on Instagram at becominglesspod and head over to becominglesspod.podbean.com for all the ways to connect, listen, and donate to support waste reduction efforts here in Edmonton. Every day, we can be a little less than we were yesterday.